What is up, everybody, man? Welcome into the Blue Bloods. We are joined by a huge special guest today. New Sacramento State head coach Andy Thompson has been the defensive coordinator for the Hornets the past few seasons, started off his coaching career over at Northern Arizona. Coach, I appreciate you joining the show. What have, what have these first few weeks been like as a new head coach? Oh, I've been busy and been exciting. Um, you know, it's a great opportunity. feel very lucky to, to have this opportunity and uh, getting to know all the players, not just on the defensive side of the ball. I had a relationship with most of the offensive players, but um, kind of on a surface level. So I've been trying to get to know those guys and obviously recruiting with the signing date um, being where it was and, and turn around doing that and making sure that we have a great roster um, for next fall and just uh, working day to day with with the, the new coaches that we hired. So, um, yeah, it's been great, been busy, but um, looking forward to kind of slowing down here and getting into you know, some more football again with spring practice coming up and, and, and being in the weight room with the guys. So was this a no-brainer move for you when they came to you after after head coach Taylor takes the Stanford job and they presented this opportunity for you? One, what was your thought process? And then two, was it just uh, was it just like, man, I've been in this program. I know what this thing can be. This is a no-brainer for me. Um, I was I was hoping that there would be an opportunity. You never know. Uh, there's a lot of other great coaches on our staff that that a couple other coaches that interviewed Coach Frescas and Coach Richardson. They really wanted to be here at Sacramento State. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was something I definitely uh, had envisioned um, earlier in my career. You know, you always start your career out and, you know, what do you want to do? And, and I always had aspirations of being a head coach, kind of put it on the back burner, didn't really think about it as much um, in the probably the last five years. Um, just wanted to be a really good defensive coordinator. And uh, sometimes things come up and, and this world of football, college football, things move pretty fast. And so I uh, was lucky to have the opportunity and, and just looking to sustain the success we've had um, since 2019. And defense has been a big key to Sacramento State's success. And I got to talk to one of your guys, Marte Mafu, down at the Senior Bowl just 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 a handful of weeks ago, and and he really spoke about just the production and also the development inside the program. When you see him and some other you know graduates of Sacramento State moving on with the chance to go to the next level, what does that mean to you? And, and specifically, Marte had a great week at the Senior Bowl was out at the NFL PA Bowl as well. What makes him such a special player? Well, anytime you get to see your players uh, achieve things um, that they've dreamed about for a long time, and Marte's always wanted to be uh, his best version of himself. And I really believe that he's, he's doing that right now. And he's, he's showing a lot of other people that maybe didn't know about him, um, how effective and how good of a player he is. And so it's that's that's what you get in the business for as a coach is to see your players have success. Um, and I, I do think there's a lot of development. I think there's a lot of great coaches. Coach Cherokee um, has done a great job in that room of, of leading the DB group. And he gets a lot of the credit for his development. Um, and I think just overall, we want to be a program that develops our guys. And um, Marte came here out of high school. Um, and, and developed every year he was here. And he used all six of his years um, really well and, and continued to develop, and he's continuing to do that. And I have nothing but um, great things to say about how hard he worked and how much better he got. And that's the fun part of, of college football is helping these guys develop. When you look at just the trajectory of Sacramento State football to win your first big Big Sky Conference title and then reel off three straight 
and be at the top of, I think it was probably, in my opinion, I think the Big Sky was the deepest conference these past few seasons in terms of overall team talent. When you look at just where you want to take this program, how much pressure do you feel to keep the winning tradition going? And what have been some of the keys behind the scenes into building this massive Big Sky contender year in and year out? Uh, I think Coach Taylor established a great culture here um, uh, with players and um, with a staff that that truly do care about each other. Love was a huge word that he used all the time, and we're continuing that. Um, truly, if you love what you're doing, um, you're going to be more excited to be there. And if you're if you have a bunch of like-minded people um, that believe in each other and work really hard, um, good things can happen. You know, we're starting over again this this. Uh, semester and, and, you, and you start over every year with a new group of guys and and you got to put in a lot of work and a lot of effort and if you do it every day and you put a bunch of good days together usually good things happen to you in the fall and that's really all we're concentrating on is being our very best um, right now and if we do that for a long period of time um, I think there's a lot of talent on this roster um, there's a lot of guys that people don't know about I think there's a lot of talented coaches and if you put those two things together um, with a administration that supports uh, our program so well, Mr. Orr um, has been great as our athletic director and our president. So um, all levels are all working together. Um, great things can happen, and, and we want to continue those things. But it really is day to day. You gotta you gotta work at it every day because if you if you look too far ahead or you just think that you're just gonna be entitled to something, you know, bad things can happen. So we want to be humble and hungry all the time. Um, in our approach. And you being a first-time head coach, I see a lot of different approaches taken in terms of former coordinators being very involved in, in one, the play calling, the scheming, and then some get take a completely hands-off approach and be more of a CEO. What is your, I guess, strategy as a first-time head coach? Are you going to be extremely involved with the defense still, or are you going to take a step back and be a little bit more of a CEO in, in this role? Yeah, I'm extremely I'm going to be extremely involved. I'm still going to call the defense. Um, I feel like uh, it's a huge part of, of what I can bring to the table. And I think as a head coach, you've you got to trust the people that you hire. And we've hired good guys on the offense. Coach Fresca is going to be the offense coordinator. Coach Richardson, I've been here. Jeremy LePan, um, it's been in our program since 2019, special teams coordinator, tight ends. And so those guys don't need me, you know, sitting over there looking at them all the time on offense. They do a great job, and, and they've proven that. Um, I will still, you know, be involved with, with the players on both sides of the ball, and I have plenty of time in the day to do that. But I am going to continue to call the defense. And we've got a great staff on defense, and we hired some other great coaches to help. Um, but I will be focusing on that side of the ball a lot more. But uh, ultimately, you still have to make, make calls, and, and you're responsible for the whole team. But I, I will still call the defense. And when you look at the recruiting strategy, we see schools across the FCS take so many different approaches. Some schools bringing in upwards of 30, 40 guys from the transfer portal, all, all, others taking a more high school approach or JUCO approach, depending on the state. What is your strategy? Do you have a set percentage that you want to see the roster breakdown hit? Or is it just, you know, we're going to build through the high school ranks and then we're going to use the recruit the transfer portal where we need to? Yeah, that's, a, that's a great question. And that's... Um... That's something that is always moving and adjusting on, on, on based on your roster. Um, I think with the COVID year and a bunch of, the, of our guys getting an extra year, and we haven't had to because uh, we've retained so many 
kids in our program. Um, we haven't had to have huge classes um, of kids. You know, it's been right in that 18 to 20, 22, you know, each year. That's what we try to have as seniors. We want to have our goal always is going to be to have 20 seniors in our program um, at this level. Um, we want to be California. We want to have kids from California. We, we feel like there's there's a great um, high school football here. It's played. Um, there's great junior college football played here. And then there's guys that go out of state that sometimes want to come back and finish their careers in California because we do have 42 or 43 million people in this state. Um, so we want to take advantage of that. So our roster, I think right now is almost 90% California. I think that always is probably the number that's going to be here. Um, at least while this staff's here. Um, but we're always looking to improve, and there's a bunch of different ways in recruiting how you can do that, your roster. But first and foremost, we want to retain the guys that we do recruit. And I think that's the best thing you can do in your program if, is recruit them and continue to get them to develop every year so that they're getting better. And I think roster retention is something you mentioned in that answer that I really wanted to get to because you see even when schools hire within the building already, there there's sometimes is a mass exodus of guys to the transfer portal looking for other opportunities, and you've got to really rebuild the whole roster. You guys don't have a lot of turnover in terms of transfer portal exit exits. What are, what was the key to keeping the roster together? Was it was it really focusing on building a staff that already had connections? Was it just your personal relationships? How how were you guys able to manage not losing a lot of guys to the transfer portal throughout a coaching change? Well, I think the team success had a lot to do with that. A lot of the guys know that they were here as players and built this thing and and had a tremendous season going twelve and one. So I think the players did that. I do think the coaches, the, the continuity, having the guys that did stay. I think that does help you. At the same time, you know, um, you got to work at it and you got to build relationships. And every day is a chance to build the credibility of your players um, as a coach or to lose the credibility um, of, of your players. And so I do think we have a strong culture that, again, Coach Taylor established as being the head coach here and did a tremendous job. And, and we want to continue that. And part of that is retaining our players, retaining our staff. Um, we lost some good coaches. That, that did leave, but um, hopefully we replaced them. I, I know we replaced them with good people and uh, the players have, have enjoyed getting to know those guys. And um, if you have success, um, sometimes there's going to be some change, but yeah, you don't want to have the drastic shifts in your roster every year. And so we want to continue to, to uh, support our guys and hopefully they're having a great experience and, and they're, they're graduating and um, you know, they're, they're, they're enjoying playing at Sac State. And shifting gears into the 2023 season, there, there's two really two games, but one I really want to focus on right now is I, I don't know if if people haven't explored your playing career. You won a national title at Montana, and you, your first time as a as a first year head coach traveling back to Missoula, traveling to Montana to face them on November 4th. Is there going to be any emotions in that game in terms of you starting your career there and now being the head coach of a big sky champion program? What's that experience going to be like for you? Oh, I'm sure it'll be just like those other ones um, in the fact that um, you're going to be really focused on how you can help the players play their very best. Um, I, I understand the question. I've gotten that quite a bit since I've been in the league um, almost I think I got done playing in 2003 and, and been one year out of it. And then I've been back in the league. And I think most of those years we played Montana and obviously um, playing there, I had a great experience. And it is a little different because I always have so many people um, in the crowd 
that I know because um, my wife grew up in Missoula. And so when we go back, her family's still there. So there is it is a different feel in the fact that, you know, a lot of people that are watching the game. Um, but at the same time, at this point in my career, um, my focus is on, you know, my job in hand here at Sacramento State and, and, and being a, my very best for the players on that particular day. So it really won't be any different um, from that um, um, really won't be any different as far as what I'm going to do schedule wise. I do the same thing every week to prepare for games. And then the other one, obviously, the fact that I, I don't, I don't know if the, how all, I got to check because it's going to take a while. But I don't know if there's been a coach to take a job at, at a Power Five university and that same Power Five play their former school the next season. You guys traveled to Stanford early in the year. Is is that what is that a game that the team yourself are just a little bit fired up for it. It'll be a really cool experience to, you know, go and play coach Taylor's new team over at Stanford. Um, I don't really enjoy playing my friends. Cause again, yeah. <laughs> they know so much about you and definitely coach Taylor's a great friend and good person. And so um, I'm sure our guys, anytime our guys get a chance to play any football game, they're excited. Um, they work so hard year round for those opportunities. I mean, just today, the guys were out working out and they're running, they're lifting and, you know, we're a long ways away from the season and they're putting in the time and the effort. Um, and so that is one thing about college football. You know, you're only guaranteed for us 11 opportunities and you want to make all 11 of those count. Um, again, same thing. There'll be the familiar faces before the game and they'll say hello to them. And then once we, once we, you know, uh, play the football game you know we try to make it faceless opponents um we want to get our very best and control we can control um but yeah our guys will always be excited to play and they'll be fired up and 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 it'll it'll be a great environment and uh, we'll be we'll be excited to play that day you mentioned earlier um, in the interview some guys that you know you're excited for the media fans to learn about. Who are some guys that we might not know right now that you would expect to be significant contributors for Sacramento State this upcoming season? Oh, that's great, um, Marcus Fulcher. I think he's you know he's played quite a bit at running back, but I think he's got an opportunity to have a big time year. He's he's consistently works really hard. You know that people might not know about. Um, again, we're going to have some quarterbacks that'll be competing. And we got four of those guys. And I think highly of all four of them, Carson Camp, Carson Conklin. Then we got Caden Bennett's been the program is from right here uh, in Sacramento. And then Dorian Hales from, from De La Salle. So excited to see the quarterback battle this year. Those guys can run, they can throw. Um, there's quite a few guys on defense that are, you know, coming back. Um, Deshaun Lynch is a guy that is, is going into his, um, I think he'll be a redshirt sophomore, but he's been here a long time. Defensive end that um, is getting his opportunity. Uh, a lot of guys I could go through. Um, ben Ahio, another defensive end that redshirted last year is a junior college kid from Fresno City. It's got a lot of upside. Um, those are just some of the names um, that I, I think. But um, again, we got a lot of guys. We got four starting O linemen or five starting O linemen coming back. We've got some receiver, receivers, Devin Gandy. Gary Gibson that are coming back, Chris Miller that have played, Parker Clayton. So I, I don't want to forget people, uh, but there's a lot of guys out there. A um, bunch of our secondary guys coming back um, that have, have done things well, Caleb Nelson. Um, so a ton of Dar uh, Dylan Julian. There's a lot of guys um, that I could think of, and I, I probably are leaving some guys out. 
Yeah, just me personally, huge Caleb Caleb Nelson fan here. I, I thought he was so underrated for you guys last year, and I don't think he got the postseason shine that I, I think he really deserved for his performance. But the last the last two questions, Coach, um, you guys have had a lot of regular season success, and I'm sure you've heard a bunch of people wondering when Sacramento State's really going to break through in the playoffs. You guys played a legendary game with Incarnate Word deep into the playoffs this year. When you look at this program, what is the next step you want to take in terms of when you get to the postseason, making that deep run into the FCS playoffs? I don't think anybody's happen in the, happy in the postseason unless they win their last game. Um, if it's the first round or the last game, you, you don't feel great when you when you lose it. Um, I don't think you can um, focus on that um, right now. Um, you got to really handle your business day to day. Um, I would just say, you know, if we get another opportunity in the playoffs, we're going to have more guys that have played it consecutive years now. So, again, their comfort level. Each year grows as they get to experience that. And I think that's always a big thing. Um, you feel more comfortable the more times you get an opportunity to do something. So we're hoping to learn from those things that we've we've done in the past. At the same time, you know, our, our, our focus is, is to get better every single day and continue to build um, how we can do it. And we've done that cons- consistently um, since 2019, since this staff got here. And we're going to continue to try to build and we've really not talked about that. That has never been the, the thing that, that we've talked about. We've talked about what we can control and being mindful and staying in the moment and, and how much work we're going to put in and how our attitude is, um, making sure we're not feeling entitled um, and just going about our business every day and seeing what this group 2023 team can do um, on its own because you don't get any points for what you did last year. It's going to start out zero to zero and we're going to have to turn everything. I, I love that message. And then the final question, Coach, going into the 2023 season, your first year, what is your message to the fans on, one, what you need from them, and two, what the expectations are for this program on in the first season under head coach Andy Thompson? I mean, expectations for fans is, uh, you know, we'd love to have you as many Hornet games as we can. Um, we want to be the pride of Sacramento. We want to be an exciting team. We want to be innovative. We want to play to win all the time. And we want our fans to be the same way. We want to engage with them. We want to uh, welcome them anytime to any of our events. You know, we'll have a spring game this year, um, April 22nd. Love to see as many Hornet fans coming out to that as we could. Um, And just be around these players because they work tremendously hard and and they represent um, all of Hornet Nation consistently in in a positive manner. And we're trying to do that every day. But uh, yeah, just be as involved as you can and And we're going to give everything we can to be our very best um, each time we go out there um, next fall. Coach, I appreciate your time. I know things are ramping up now in terms of spring practices and everything. So for you to be on the show, give me a little bit of your time. I appreciate it. And again, congratulations on being the next head coach at Sacramento State. Hey, thank you, Zach. And thank you for, you know, giving me a time to talk about our program and and, uh, appreciate your coverage of FCS football. I appreciate you, Coach. Guys, make sure to go follow Coach Thompson and Sacramento State football on all social media and stay tuned for a big season coming up for the Hornets. But for Coach Thompson, myself, and the Blue Bloods, we are out for right now.